I wanted to mention that if you're listening to Bigfoot Club on any of these platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Google Play, Alexa, YouTube, Listen Notes, or Deezer, please give us a comment, a like, a subscription. Give us a follow and we would greatly appreciate it, you know. While you're at it, why don't you head over to Facebook or Twitter and look us up at Bigfoot Club 1. That's number one. If you have a story or any experience or just would like to give us some feedback, maybe give us an email at bigfootclub1 that's number 1 at gmail.com for more bigfoot stories and other cryptic tales head over and check out Matt Nabs YouTube channel Bigfoot Crossroads and Cryptic Tales for your paranormal experience please listen to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks with John and Cecilia Clark they are also available on all platforms Hey everybody Bigfoot Club, episode 40. Robert Jesse Dominguez with Ash and Steven. Hey, guys. Hey. What's going on? Um, I just wanted to say this is episode 40, but, you know, all together with season one and two, this is actually the 50th, ep- 50th episode. I can't even mm-hmm. say it. 50 50th. episodes. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. We're running with it, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, man, I can't wait till we get to 100. Oh, apparently we'll blink it and we'll be there. I know. <laughs> I well, we'll probably we'll probably be there. Uh, probably December twenty eighth. Summer, <laughs> summer. Yeah, probably the yeah. summer. It yeah. depends. Yeah, we keep running. We're gonna have to take a break eventually again. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna breaks. take a break. Who, who, um, who needs breaks? I do. I do. Nah. Okay. Yeah, I do. What? I'll just give you some coffee and, and, or an energy drink. I can't. Then, then I'll have an anxiety attack. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's true. It sucks. It sucks. I love all those things. Yeah. I was talking about that. You know how when I was like twenty two, I would drink the giant Red Bulls like every day just because I thought they were good, mm-hmm. and I would stay up all night and party or whatever, and then go turn around and have to go to work in the morning. But if mm-hmm. I did that now, I would have a stroke. Yeah, we, I would have so much yeah. anxiety and just like die. Yeah, the older I just, you get, I just got anxiety just just <laughs> hearing that. Like my, it makes my body want to shake and like. <laughs> <laughs> um, today I'm pretty excited. Uh, we have um, to interview today Mike Hall, the Blues Man movie. I was just gonna play this real quick. Let 
Hey, Mike. How's it going, man? <laughs> oh, it's going. It's going. I wanted to play that for you before you got on, so. <laughs> it sounds like it's going pretty, I appreciate it. pretty good. Yeah. In y'all's camp, you know, all the time. I'm seeing some pretty big things uh, all the time around the, on the, um, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's exciting. And um, I am, I'm at the, there's a point a few months ago where I just was ready to throw in the towel. <laughs> so, uh, this is a real high right now and, uh, uh, to be where we're at. And, and, uh, if you'd, if you'd have told me we would be at this point a year ago, I'd have laughed at you, you know, <clears throat> and, and that would have been pre COVID. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, <clears throat> what we've accomplished during everything that's happened in the last uh, year, I'll just say it right now, from November to November, uh, is astonishing to me. And, and yeah, it seems like everything just kind of fell into place and, everything, and it snowballed since then. Right. But it was, it, it, it didn't just like happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it, it, <laughs> it kind of seemed like it did. Right. But I'm sure it there really was, was a lot, a lot of running. Oh, oh my, oh, it's uh, you know, Robert. I said, uh, I think the last time I talked to you, I was we were in, we were already working on this, mm-hmm. right. and I and I had already gotten to the point. I don't know how long ago that was. I can't remember, but like two uh, months ago, two months ago, I think two two or three months ago, whatever. I I I do know that at that time I had already said that. I hate the business portion of this right. stuff, man. Uh, yeah, let me be an actor and learn my lines and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, I and be creative and write. The business portion of this stuff is going to kill me. Oh, God, it's been just torture. It's been torture. It really has been. It's been torture. But, you know, it... Uh, you, you just kind of, you have to take it with a grain of salt. You know, you know what? This is part of the business. Uh, you know, people are going to come and go. They're going to, you know, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Uh, and, and there's bumps in the road, uh, that, you know, sometimes you didn't expect, uh, and, uh, that certainly happened a, a couple of times. Um, but I think we're, we're, I, I have to say we're one of the lucky independent films right now. Right. Uh, because, because of the casting. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you, do you want to, you want to get Man. in, you want to get into that just a little bit or how, how you got some of these cast members on the movie? And- oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Actually, funny enough, you're going to like this one. The story is, uh, <clears throat> uh, I'll just tell this in the story. Uh, <clears throat> It started with a podcast, not yours, but another guy's. <clears throat> Dang it! <laughs> no, I, 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 and I apologize, <laughs> and I apologize, and I apologize for that not being yours. But what happened was, you remember I did the movie, the Bigfoot movie, something in the woods. Yes. Right, right. Okay. Someone uh, messaged me and said, "Hey, I just heard them." these guys on this podcast talking about your movie. I said, what? <laughs> and they sent me the link. 
<clears throat> to this podcast, and what it is is, is a couple of guys, and it's uh, called the Timo and Harley Show. Great, great guys. You should, you guys should get to know them. Really, really great guys. They do uh, uh, basically uh, movie reviews. Okay. Uh, and they do like two movies per episode. What they'll do is they'll take like an old, old movie, like an old horror movie, you know, like uh, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> and then they'll do one that's more modern, or, or a newer, a newer one. And uh, so they had gave, given us a great review, so I sent them an email. <clears throat> they invited me to come on their show. Uh, so I, I did that, and <clears throat> they asked if I had anything else going on. And I, I, at that time, I had been writing Blues Man. I had been writing the script, and I basically told Tim the story. And he was like, wow. And he said, you know who I... I I'm friends with you. So I go to all these horror movie conventions and, uh, he's, I'm friends with John Dugan and he plays grandpa in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wow. And I said, you're kidding. So he says, no, man. He says, I, he said, let me get you in touch with him. So, so, uh, uh, he got me in touch with John and we spoke and I sent him the script. He read it. He contacted me. He said, I'm in. Whatever I got to do, I'm in. I was like, cool. So that he, he, he that was way early on, right? Uh, and so we we chugged along for a long time and didn't do anything. Then you know, over the last few months, what has happened is that we were we started the casting process uh, and we were doing like different characters and we had a gentleman that uh, submitted. <clears throat> for uh, a character named Alan and uh, he was the guy we picked and we were ecstatic to get him. He's, he's done a lot of stuff. He was in an uh, interview with the Ant vampire and he was in uh, uh, several other things. It, you know, it's just really cool that we got him. He's a talented, talented actor. Since Mark Dalton, everybody calls him Duke. Uh, so Mark and I <laughs> were talking and I was telling him that we had picked, you know, he'd been cast as Alan. And, and uh, he was excited. And he said, I see that you guys have John Dugan. And I said, yeah. He goes, well, my father-in-law is uh, Edwin Neal, who played the hitchhiker in the original Texas Chainsaw Match. <laughs> and, uh, and he says, and you're in Ennis, right? I said, yeah. He goes, well, he lives in Garland or Rockwall or yeah. So he got us connected <clears throat> and I talked to him over, I, I talked to Ed over the phone, Edwin Neal. Uh, everybody knows him as the hitchhiker from the original Texas scene. If you, if you watch the beginning of the movie, the guy mm-hmm. they picked up, cuts himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought you was in a hurry. You know, that dude, uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, uh, anyway, super nice guy. I, uh, Edwin is just a, a hoot to be around. Uh, he, he does a lot of voiceover work and anime, uh, a lot of anime stuff. He's known for a lot of his voiceover work, uh, um, on, on the adult swim network. He's on some of those, does some voiceover stuff. Just a, but he's just a fun guy to be around. So I got him the script and he was like, wow. 
he said, let me, he's, yeah, he said, you know, talk to my agent, you know, and we'll get this off. So the agent jumped on board uh, when he read the script and was like, oh, wow, this is so great. So we had Edwin, we had John uh, from the Texas, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And again, we played on for a little bit. And then when it got to the point where we had we thought what we thought was a good enough presentation, we started talking to uh, investors and, and we started hearing the same thing. We like what you've got, but you don't have a name. You don't have a name actor. You don't have anybody that, that you know you can put any weight behind. And uh, of course, uh, we, we were like, wow, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, this isn't a big budget movie, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so the concern was, uh, you know, how much is somebody going to ask for? And I will put it this way. There was one gentleman, I'm not going to say who, uh, that his fee was something like $10,000 a day. <clears throat> and we, and, and the character for, uh, uh, of this particular character, the devil scratch is his name. Uh, it, you know, is is scheduled to be throughout the whole thing. So it's like, wow. Okay. So that's, that's a no. Uh, you know, so you, we had to play a lot of those games. Uh, and finally someone kept saying, well, who are the horror guys, you know, like, uh, you know, that you think of when you think of horror movies? Well, uh, Robert England, of course, you know, yes, uh, of course. Or, yes. You know, you know, Freddy Krueger. Uh, and then you think of who else? Well, the guy that played Pinhead. Yes. Uh, and then you got the guy, a the, 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 the couple of other guys, Brad Dorf, who's a great character actor. I'm just going to run down a list of actors that we actually contacted. Okay? okay. And that we, and these are the ones that actually responded. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Gary Oldman, uh, uh, Steve uh, Buscemi. <laughs> uh, I mean, just we went down the list. I mean, it just, I mean, it, but we heard back from all of the actors. <clears throat> Funny thing of it is, Bill Mosley, his name kept coming up. Edwin said his name a couple times, John mentioned him a couple times. <clears throat> and if nobody knows who, Bill Mosley is. If you've watched any of Rob Zombie's movies, yes, Bill, Bill has been prominent. <laughs> he plays just Otis. a little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a little he's bit. He's a shrinking just violet, a that little. one, you know. Yeah, he's <laughs> kind of the fly. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a wallflower. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Otis. So this kept coming up, and uh, we said, okay, let's just see. So John Dugan, uh, I got on the phone with John. He said, I will, he said, I'm friends with him. I'll, I'll message him. So he sent him a message and his response was, I'm interested in anything that's good. Uh, run it past my agent. Here's her information. Great. So we contacted her, his agent and she, she, a wonderful lady named Judy Fox. Uh, 
so nice and just so you know understood everything we're very transparent about our our uh financials and uh she's like okay we'll just you know send us the description of the character and the script and everything and as it turned out that week before edwin neal the hitchhiker <laughs> had been at a week-long horror convention in phoenix arizona and he was his table his booth was sitting right next to bill mosley oh, and they know it and they and, and they know synchronicity man <laughs> And yeah, and they know each other because if if everybody's familiar, I don't know if everybody's familiar with the Texas Chainsaw uh, thing. Edwin Neal's character is killed at the end of the first one. Okay, so ten years later, when when Toby Hooper decided to do Texas Chainsaw Two with Dennis Hopper, they had to get someone else to play a character like that and so they got bill mosley yep and he played chop top and he is the hitchhiker's brother so they've never actually been able to do a film together it's been close a couple times but it's always well this is what edwin said not only do they get to do this movie together, they have a scene together. Nice. Just the two of them. And uh, that's going to be kind of special because Bill came back and, and once he read the script and, and Edwin was telling me that it, it helps that every other person in their respective lines <laughs> during this week-long conference kept asking when they were going to do a movie together. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, yeah, and Edwin kept looking at him going, yeah, Bill, when are we going to do a movie together? <laughs> after, after, of course, he had told him about the Blues Man and he was playing the part of uh, Gary. And, well, yeah, so it was, it was, yeah, so kind of, kind of, uh, kind of did fall in place. Yeah. I guess if you say so, you know, you said it earlier, it did kind of fall into place, you know, and just then like once the you got little, the script, little pieces here and there and just like everything, just when it's supposed to happen, yeah. that seems like how, <laughs> with about anything, that's yeah. how it does. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, the thing of it is, is staying in the, you know, that's just not, just not giving up and, 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 and staying in the fight no matter how bad it gets or right. what happens or whatever situation arises, uh, there's ways through it or around it. And, and you just keep, you know, plowing forward. Uh, I, I can say that in the last eight months of this, there have been some very, very dark days. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the knuckle, the, little knuckle on my right hand can attest to that it's still sore from punching a a, a, a door uh, after a particular meeting mm. <laughs> but but uh, you know we've all been there yeah you know, yeah yeah so it's it, you know at this point in time we have bill mosley uh playing scratch we have uh, john dugan playing crawford the pawn shop owner uh and we have uh Edwin Neal 
uh, playing character named Gary Gein. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> uh, Mark Dalton, of course, is playing Alan Wallace. Uh, we have a very talented uh, Stephen Brody, and it's going to be uh, playing Deputy Miller. Um, he was on Fear the Walking Dead recently, wasn't he? Oh, no, oh, yeah, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was just on Fear the Walking Dead uh, a couple episodes ago, or yeah. last episode, I think. I don't know, a couple. Anyway, yeah, he was just on the, on the, yeah, uh, got into a fight with Morgan. Yeah. Got really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that him. Show, uh, <laughs> I think that every time he is, Morgan's my favorite character, and I've never, I like, I'll, I've started it like three times. I need to watch that show. It's a really good show. I know. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so Stephen Brody is playing Deputy Miller, and uh, uh, a really great actress uh, out of Florida. Uh, actually, she lives in Florida. Uh, named Cassie Reyes is going to be playing with the. The female lead, I guess you could say, uh, is Molly, uh, and uh, and yours truly gets to play Edgar Wallace. And, uh, I'm actually so pretty, I'm, I'm actually pretty that. excited about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know uh, Edgar is there's no redeeming qualities about Edgar. <laughs> There really isn't. That sounds like a fun uh, character to play, honestly. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be so much fun to climb into and walk around for oh, yeah. a while. Uh, but I can I can already tell uh, he's going to be one of those characters that I'm. It's going to shaking him off is mm. is going to be a relief. going to be one of those relief things because to carry that kind of persona around for very long. Uh, starts to mess with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, and we're looking at a four week shoot and I'm probably shooting three out of the four weeks. So, you know, you're talking 12 to 15 hours a day, uh, carrying that character around, uh, and not putting it down for three weeks. Uh, yeah. Um, after a while, you know, that's kind of, you know, you got to kind of, you have to back off a little and, and, and get game perspective. You're not really this, um, because he's a violent, mean person that, that, that would spout off and say, you know, screw you to the cops, you know, right to their face kind of, kind of guy. And, and he's not, uh, he's not likable. He's not nice to anybody. And I, I'm, you know, you know me, man, I'm not, I was just. I'm, I like. Yeah, yeah. He's the complete opposite of me, man. I was gonna ask you how how do you how do you research something like that? I mean, what you know? What have you done to research that? I was to gonna g- say watched a lot of cops. <laughs> like TV, watched a the, lot of cops. Yeah, the yeah, TV show yeah. or whatever, live PD or what you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. You know, the thing of it is, is I think that everybody. I think that. Well, I wrote the character, right. okay? You know, so as I was writing, and this is just this is just the way I write, and it's not the I don't know if it's the best way to write, but as an actor, it's easiest for me if I have the storyline in my head, the basic storyline in my head, and I just sit and write and act out the parts as I go through. I'm just playing every part in my head as I'm going through. 
and Edgar is a is a conglomeration of people I have known over my lifetime or people that I have run into over my lifetime. Uh, certain aspects of certain people uh, <clears throat> that I've had the displeasure of meeting, I, was, I should say. <laughs> you know, he's, a, he's, a, uh, he's just a, not a nice person. And, uh, and I thought, well, if I can take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and I can, t- you know, and I, of course, I want to keep it within a range that I can, I can pull off, uh, you know, so yeah, I don't want to get into like too, too deep of a, uh, a well with it, with, with, with him. He's not a deep thinker anyway. So it's just, you know, he, he's just easy to, You've all run into those kind of people where right. they, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can tell he, everything about them is right on the surface yeah. and there's, there's no deep thought going on at all. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. 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 He's, uh, uh, and he reacts, uh, before he thinks and kind of person, you know, he just reacts and, uh, and it's usually in a violent manner. So anyway, uh, yeah. And that's where we're at. We're, you know, we're, we're currently still looking for financing, but you know, I think with everything that we have in place, uh, that's going to be, I think we're, we're looking at a short period of time before that happens. Um, especially at the budget that we're at. Did you guys uh, already got, cause I know you're shooting in like Ennis and stuff in different parts. So you guys got other like uh, additional sites that you already have penciled in. And- oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well um, uh, all of the film is going to be shot on location. Uh, we're going to shoot uh, everything basically within a 10-mile radius of downtown Ennis, Texas. Uh, uh, we have most all of our locations uh, nailed down uh, uh, as far as, uh, you know, Edgar's house and... Uh, pawn shop and just different locations that, that cemeteries we got, you know, we have an actual couple of cemeteries that we've already uh, gotten permission to use. And we can't dig in the cemeteries, but uh, Understandable. Uh, we do have a, yeah. yeah, but we can't, but we can film, we can go in and film there at night. And, you know, as long as we're not actually digging, we can't, you know, we'll, they save a lot of that. And then, you know, uh, we have a property owner that's, that's right next to the cemetery that has said, well, you know what? The fence line of the cemetery and my back fence is the property line. So uh, he said, why don't we just take down a portion of that fence and you guys dig in my backyard? And we'll, you know, and I thought, wow, that's really cool. We can set Decker right around it to make yeah. it look yeah. like it's all one one continuous place. You I know? Was, yeah, I was trying to sit here and think because, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of TV shows and movies that do film in actual cemeteries and have scenes like that. Oh, I'm like, well, how do they do that then? Yeah, you have to, you can't, you can't legally dig unless you're mm-hmm. having a funeral and someone is actually being buried. You can't. It's just, a, I think that's a Texas state law. Okay. I don't know well, all the details of it. I just know that that's kind of what we were explained and that 
where it's like, oh no, we're not going to dig. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, we just we're just going to film them walking through it, and then we're like, oh okay. But so, so yeah, we've got most of those locations nailed down uh, around here. Uh, we actually have a a car club uh, called uh, I think it's like the Cedar Creek Lake Model A Club. So so all of our night you see all of our 1930s uh scenes that we'll be shooting uh Ooh, uh can we go on that day <laughs> Yeah the, all those cars uh from the car oh. club are available to us so we've got all those nice. those period cars and all that stuff and of course when we get our uh uh financing in place we'll be you know hiring uh our crew which will include our costume designer and she'll go through and make sure that the period correct clothing is on everyone for the thirties. And, and then, uh, the, the modern stuff, uh, I've already told the director, there's no way I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to let somebody else pick my clothes. So I'm going to pick, I've already kind of figured out what Edgar wears and, and uh, as part of what he's going to be, man. Yeah, I want to ask, but I know you're going to tell me no. But Zinni, can you give us a hint? Or anything? <laughs> <laughs> we can. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay, I'm telling you, I'm telling you a lot of stuff and not giving you any really background <laughs> details. Okay, so <clears throat> I'll, I'll be fair and I will go ahead and, and give you the the basic uh, outline to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first off, for anybody listening and you guys. Uh, are you are you guys all of you familiar with Robert Johnson? Yes. The blues yes. guitar. Yes. <laughs> tell okay. them, tell, tell, okay, tell cool. them what's, in, what's in my bedroom. Yeah, she has a poster. <laughs> oh, she has a poster, I mean, of Robert. Okay, cool. Yeah, really, really like you know, I'm music well, is everything, and I love I love the blues and just the just the stories and the history, and I love to watch. You know, I was just watching the one on John Coltrane last night, just to hear. Not only the stories about how they made it, but then they'll have other famous musicians on there. That's like, well, when I first heard this and this is how it made me feel. And, you know, just just that sort of thing is just like, I just love it. Right. And there's testimonies uh, uh, upon testimony from uh, famous rock and roll uh, luminary uh, about Robert. Same thing, you know, when they first heard his music, what made him feel. Eric Clapton is a prime example. Uh, uh, in 2014, Eric Clapton recorded a record called Me and Mr. Johnson, and he recorded that at 508 Park Avenue in Dallas in the very same building where Robert recorded mm-hmm. on the same floor on the third floor. That building is still there. They're actually renovating it and turning it into an arts center. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's the cool thing. That's one thing that's kind of scaring me about downtown Dallas is it's getting really gentrified. And a lot of places like that are going away. And it sucks because there's there's so much. There's especially like with the blues and everything down there. It's just so much history. And it's. Yeah. That building was actually set. That was bought by the church that's right there. Uh. Uh, as an outreach center, they were going to use it as an outreach center. But when they started doing the research on it, they, 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 you know, it wasn't just that Robert Johnson recorded half of his songs there. Uh, there were other people. It was the first recording 
recordings of what is the group uh, is a Western Swing group called Oh the Light Plus Doughboys and Bob Wills and that was some of their first recordings were done in that building too. <clears throat> in the, in the same place where Robert did it. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, Robert, uh, as of course you know, the legend of Robert Johnson is that he sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads so that he could play the guitar as good as he could. Well, <clears throat> so we're going to take that, we take that little myth or that little legend and we play it as, as we see it, as we, how it happened. Okay. Now, the fact that Robert went and sold his soul, everybody has always assumed all this time that Robert was cursed. He was a cursed man from the moment he made the deal with the devil. But what if Robert wasn't the one that was really cursed? What if it was the guitar? Because the legend has Robert handing the devil the guitar and the devil tuning it and playing a, a, a song and then handing it. And as he handed it back to him, he says, when you accept this guitar, your soul is mine. Do we have a deal? And Robert takes the guitar. Okay? So if it's the guitar that's actually cursed, <clears throat> and when Robert tragically died at 27, he was buried with his guitar, but see, now the devil wants it back. And he can't go into a graveyard to get it because that's holy, sacred ground. So he, so he has to, what does he do? He has to make another deal. He has to wait and find the right man to make a deal to go get it for him. And that's, <clears throat> and that's me. That's Edgar. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and his cousin, Alan, and, uh, they don't know who Robert is and don't care. And, uh, so, uh, you know, but when they find out, uh, they decide to, some things. And of course <laughs> the rest is, uh, bloody. So. I'm super excited for you, man. I'd... I am too. <laughs> so, it's, it's just uh, like, yeah, it's like it's two, of my, two of my nerddoms, I guess, in one. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, know, I love, you know, I love blues. And, and, you know, the thing of it is, too, is that we really focused, uh, and, I, and I, I'm so proud of the fact that we focused on, uh, on the, the, the use of uh, original not original from that period that I'm talking about. Uh, we, we went out and we, we got musicians. Right. Um, uh, Dr. Wu, if nobody knows who Dr. Wu is, it's Jim Ashworth and Brian Freeze. But they both live over in the Fort Worth area, mm -hmm. and they, uh, they do a thing where they, they basically uh, pull in all these great pickers and, and, and artists, drummers and keyboardists, and just guitar players that have – They've played on every everybody with everybody from Linda Ronstadt to Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson to, you know, I mean, they've just and they've played on some big albums and, but yeah. they're all local. They, you know, they, these guys all live local. Oh, yeah. So Jim and so Jim and Brian, they spend a, a, a good portion of time writing songs, uh, Texas type blues, rock and blues. And uh, then they call their buddies up and say, hey, come on in. we got some songs together. And they produce these albums. And uh, uh, they don't tour. And they don't do anything. <laughs> they do like one show a year over at Billy Bob's at the, at the uh, eight, uh, whatever Stockyards. that club is there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, um, there's a club, uh, Stockyards 850 Club, or I can't remember what it is, but it's uh, 
it's it, yeah, and, and they do like one show a year over there. Maybe they'll do one like in the spring or something, but that's about it. And they just do you know, and and they make DVD uh, uh, CDs and they sell the the CDs and uh, great stuff. If you if you want to hear some of their stuff, you can go to Texas. Uh, TexasBlues.org, and that's them. And you can a lot of their music. <clears throat> they, they, yeah, they have. They do a uh, fantastic live version of Crossroads that is, is mind blowing. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go see yeah. them before all this hit and stuff. I had, you know, I I've seen like I had tickets at Billy Bob's to go see Johnny Lang, and then the world fell apart. And yeah, man. I've seen him one time before, and that's my favorite show I think I've ever gone to, and that's saying a lot. Man, just not just him, but well, the people the, he played with. Man, I love it. I love it, it and to hear stuff like that live. Well, I tell you what, you're going to really like the soundtrack on this then, because we've got our like Aaron Burton, uh, who's a Dallas guitar mm-hmm. blues guitarist, mm-hmm. has done some beautiful songs uh, for us. Uh, Katie Lynn. That's another cast member I forgot to mention, Katie Lynn. She was the 2016, one of the five finalists on 2016's America's Got Talent. She's from Kemp, Texas. Okay. Uh, Katie Lynn, just look her up. She's. You can go on our website. We have a website for the movie. You can go to www.thebluesmanmovie.com. And, uh, and there's links to her page and music and videos and stories and all the cast information is on there. And, uh, Katie and, uh, Lynn Robertson. Katie, yep. Katie, Katie Lynn Robertson. Yeah. Katie Lynn. Spelled K-A-D-I-E. Katie Lynn. Awesome. And, uh, uh, she's also going to appear in the movie. She's, she and, uh, Nashville, uh, singer songwriter, Doug Allen, got together in Nashville and actually wrote uh, a killer song for the film. And then she wrote another song by herself for the, for the soundtrack as well. And then, uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think if I'm, I mean, Donnie Pendleton, uh, Donnie Pendleton, uh, great. Uh, he was actually voted, uh, he was nominated was LA guitarist of the year, uh, few years ago that's saying something if you're being nominated as the la uh, uh, guitarist of the year <clears throat> he is a, a dear friend of mine i love him uh, to death he's just a, a super guy and he he and uh, jim ashworth actually sat down and wrote this really rocked out blues kind of a almost a heavy metal rock and blues sound uh, <clears throat> song for the soundtrack. That that's the song they're actually going to be working on Sunday to finish it up. Uh, but uh, what I've heard so far is just absolutely phenomenal, and uh, I think people are going to really enjoy the music as much as they enjoy the film. And we've we've really uh, tried to to make that a part of the story as well. So that's um, awesome. Is this the first movie that you actually been a part of, like a soundtrack? Uh, yeah, as far as soundtrack, working with a soundtrack and doing, uh, doing music and, and getting all that stuff together for a film. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever, wow. uh, uh, done anything like this and, and, and had it, you know, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been, like I said, there's been moments where you just kind of have to grit your teeth and go, Oh, is this going to work? You know? And, 
<clears throat> so far it's been it's been working uh you know these guys have, and the thing i here's the key i've tried to tell everybody and and from from very beginning very early on and i know it sounded probably to them and some of them probably still does like it's okay everybody thinks that their novel is the best everybody thinks that their book that they wrote or their script or their whatever everybody that's they think that that's just it, it, they they poured over it and everything else and, I, and i've said time and time again with eric uh eric wayne jones who's going to direct who helped me co-write uh he come in after i had actually had the whole thing written out and and we went through and just kept polishing it and, and doing rewrites and adding this and taking that out and moving this down and, you know just making it fit and making it tight and and making it flow better and uh, and I kept telling him, I said, you know, all we got to do is get this script in somebody's hands. All they got to do is read it. And uh, and that has been the truth, uh, because including uh, the actors that have read it and jumped on board, like Bill Mosley and Edwin Neal and John Dugan, uh, you know, Mark Dalton, <clears throat> all these guys uh, did it after they read the script. They were like, oh, yeah, I want to be a part of this. Well, it's the same in the music end of it uh, for this situation. And I don't think it would be this way for every film. Uh, but for this, for whatever reason, uh, I, I, I'm thankful uh, beyond measure um, uh, to God for, for allowing it to be this way. But they, they everybody, including the musicians, uh, Jim Ashworth and everything, he was really not thinking about doing anything like this until he read the script and he was like how do i how do i get to be a part of this and he's jumped on board and he's done just an amazing job producing <clears throat> several songs for the film uh he, he and brian freeze both then the same we have a composer brandon moz that jumped on board that's just a he's a phenomenon he does film scores and he's going to actually score the film uh, and integrate uh, the tempos and the songs <clears throat> that we already have re recorded into the score, uh, which is something I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but he's like, you're going to see it's going to transform the movie. And, and you're going to see it's, it's really... So we've made music... Uh, uh, a big, 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 big part of the story, and I think that's going to—I think that's going to uh, appeal to a lot of audiences. I think it will too. I know a lot of a lot of my favorite movies. That that that's a big part of it. Like you know, my absolute favorite and always has been is The Crow, and it's like you can't have one without the other. Like that movie is just right. like I think everything about it is perfect, and they've talked about remaking right. it, and it's all falling apart. And I think. That's maybe because you can't you can't you can't do anything bigger than right. what it already is because it's just like it's one of those things where it was just like everything the score the soundtrack that everything is just like just right and without one then the other right. is less and it just and then, doesn't work as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, Mike. Uh, well, I certainly hope it was industrious. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to let me live thought, that down. I thought that he's like, I got this thing I'm going to play before, like after I introduced him and I thought that's what it was going to be. 
Oh, oh no. Uh, oh, I just I don't know why. I, 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 I just love that. I love that line, Mike. I don't know why. It's just it's just lines always stuck with me on the. You know, I've seen a lot of your movies, and that that one's always for some reason it stuck on me. So, <laughs> well, I sure hope it was industrial. Yeah. <laughs> but his, you know, <clears throat> but the line that he re- that the line that he read that said back to me was <clears throat> was I always thought was the one that was the. He said, "I'd be surprised if you even knew what that word meant." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to tell the truth, that character was, is probably true. He probably didn't. Make, just, yeah, just one of those people yeah, that he, like to throw in a word that they. I thought it was really chlorophyll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to better myself. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> no, it's okay, man. I, I, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, I've had fun and and. You know, I love what I do, and that's the you know I, I tell, it doesn't matter in life what job you you have if you love it you don't ever work a day in your life right uh, you know and 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 if you can love something and have a passion not just a love but a passion for it then that's even better and I do I have a passion for acting uh, above all acting uh, I love bringing words. Uh, not even my words, but, you know, uh, any words written in a script or a story, bringing that character to life and having them step off the page and, and you're, you're, you're breathing and living that character in front of an audience. And, you know, and in and, and, and theater, especially when you, you can look out into an audience and you can see it, that they're, that they're hooked on what you're doing. And, you know, and uh, man, that's 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 really a, a powerful feeling, and it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I and I've always said from the point of an actor, uh, my job uh, is to entertain. Mm-hmm. And whether that whether that makes uh, a, an audience uh, hate me or or love me or laugh at me or cry with me or cry because of me, uh, then. I've done my job. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, you, you go to the theater or you go to the movies to get away from your everyday crap. And, and as an actor, I think it's incumbent upon us to help you forget that day-to-day crap. And we do that by telling stories in a way that people enjoy them. And, and it, sometimes that's hard to figure out. Uh, because there's so many, everybody has different tastes. So, you know, we just do the best we can. And and I think that we have a great story that's going to appeal to just not only the horror movie genre audience, but I think we're going to appeal to the blues uh, audience. I think we're going to appeal to, I think we're going to appeal to a lot of things. There's a lot of funny lines in this script. Uh, there's a lot of little humorous things in it. Uh, there's also a lot of very dark things. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Uh, Good balance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 you, you can't have the dark without the light. And uh, so so we try to try to throw in a little bit of a balance. There's some really funny lines uh, that are in there, some funny moments. Uh, and there's also some very uh, not-so-funny moments that are – I, I – even though I wrote it and I wrote it that way, 
I, as an actor, I'm starting to feel the pressure of, wow, you know, uh, I have to do some things that, uh, are contrary to my, uh, my own personality belief system and morals. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, the thing of it is, is that you just have, uh, you have to remind yourself that it's just a character. It's just a part. You're not, that's not who you are uh, as a, as a person, Uh, even though this stuff is, and I had the same problem. I did a play. uh, Everybody knows the the movie probably uh, to kill a mockingbird. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did the play. Well, if you've ever read the book or the play, they're vastly different from the movie because the movie was very censored because of the right, time period that it, the that it was filmed. Yeah, that, yeah. The play is very, I mean, so much so that they had to have a disclaimer inside if you're, if the use of strong language and uh, racist remarks offends you, then you may, you know, they, they really, it was really bad. And I played the prosecuting attorney who really was not a, a, a nice guy. And it, the guy playing Tom Robinson was a friend of mine. And I had such a, a hard time standing there calling him some of these names that, that he was, you know, uh, that, that the character had to, had to do that. Right. And he kept telling, he kept telling me, he was like, you know, it's not you, it's not you. And uh, so I have to keep telling myself in this same situation, Edgar is not you. That's just, you know, he's just, that's, you know, it's a character. And, and don't be bothered by it so much because it's a, uh, it's a part. And uh, the actress that's playing the part of Molly has seen some of the stuff that goes on and she's, you know, she knows what's, what the deal is. And, uh, we're going to go for it and try to do it as realistic and as best as we can. And, and hopefully we can, you know, the whole film will uh, pull together and everybody will enjoy the story and the music and everything that we did. Uh, that's the hope and the dream. And, you know, I, it's been a process. <laughs> I could say that. Well, I like to think that nothing good is ever easy. And if it's easy, it probably isn't good. You know. Yep. Right. Well, I can attest to the fact that uh, I believe that this story is, uh, can go places that we can't even fathom at the moment. Uh, I, I think the film has the opportunity um, uh, in the light of what's going on in the last year. And I hate to sound this way uh, it, it, because COVID is not a, a laughing matter. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's a serious uh, situation for, for especially with people that are elderly and compromised uh, uh, immune systems or respiratory systems. It's not safe. Uh, you know, my father-in-law is uh, uh, COPD and uh, and leukemia. Uh, so you know, we've already canceled you know uh, Thanksgiving because uh, not because we think we think it's bad, uh, but because of his fear. You know, he's afraid. Uh, you know, because for him, it would be almost a, a, a death sentence if he caught it. Right. So, so, so we, you know, we're, we're having to adjust and, and I'm not trying to make light of any of that. I want to make that very clear. 
but we did take advantage advantage of the lockdown and all the stuff going on to get as much done as we could on this film uh, as we could, I mean, as humanly possible. And we did that. I think we did a, a phenomenal job. I think Eric Jones did a, a, a Eric Lane Jones did a beautiful job. Uh, and and when he was in negotiating and talking to Bill Mosley's uh, agent, I think the the back and forth between them were, was phenomenal. And uh, and we we uh, I'm, I'll be forever thankful to him for his uh, contribution to bringing my script that I brought to him and then what we did together to life. Uh, because honestly, uh, I'm kind of, uh, I hate to be this optimistic, but I'm kind of on cloud nine, uh, about it right now. Well, well, yeah. I, as far as I'm saying, as far as the work that we've done and the, and the, and the effort that's been put in and all that stuff, I'm, I'm on cloud nine about all of that because it's been, it's been a hard road and, and Larry LeMaster and Eric and, uh, Jeremy settles and, and all the people, everybody that's helped us and people that are continuing to help us. Uh, Jim Ashworth, Donnie Pendleton, everybody that's jumped on board. Uh, oh, and Brian Ingerman, that's another great guy. I, I almost were, was, uh, negligent in bringing his name up. Brian Ingerman, he's a great, uh, storyboard artist. Uh, he, he, he come on board. He's friends with John and, and Edwin and, you see, there's a there's a kind of a, a connection going on that was mm-hmm. never intended. It wasn't the intention uh, of the film to, for it to happen this way. It just happened this way. I mean, you know, I mean, we were we, you know, it was it was open doors. Uh, I mean, we had John, me, and Katie were the three uh, only people that were on board when Eric. Wayne Jones and I started putting redoing the script or rewriting uh, late last year or early this year. Sorry, January and February. Yeah, January, February. And from there, we've gotten this far. Man. So Man. We're, we're, we're staring at almost 12 months, but hopefully by January of this next year, we will be filming. Mm. So we could say literally from January to January, it took us 12 months to put it together. But once it was together, it was a a phenomenal cast. And, you know, I mean, that's the, the, like, again, that's the hope and the dream and that people will, uh, you know, people will respond to it and enjoy it and see it for what it's worth. It's a, it's a, it's a great story. It's a popcorn kind of, it is a kind of a drive-in movie kind of thing, but uh, you know it's going to have that. As Eric as Eric likes to describe it, it's going to be a combination. He's it's going to have a feel of a, of a, the first uh, half and the second, uh, the first third and the second third are going to feel like uh, Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile kind of, and then uh, that third act is going to be just like. Uh, I can't think of what I can't think of a, 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 the one that he uses, but it's just going to be a bloodbath. Hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> just nice. think of it that you know, a, yeah, yeah, with a lot of blues and and, and music thrown in. Uh, that's yeah, that's kind of what you 
kind of where it's at. <clears throat> Mike, but, um, uh, we're, we're coming up on uh, an hour on the show, so I just wanted to say, is there is there how, if someone's interested in uh, the uh, the Blues Man movie, what's what's the best way to to uh, you know support it and uh, look at you know merch or anything like that? What's what's the best way for someone to do that? Ooh, merch. Oh yeah, yeah, we've got merchandise too. Yeah, uh, yes, we do. Uh, on the website, they can go to www.thebluesmanmovie.com. Uh, and we have a merchandise, we have a merchandise and we have, uh, oh, Hey, <laughs> my grandson. Just oh, Hi. additional. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, 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 uh, yeah, they can go to www.thebluesmanmovie.com and uh, they can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. They can uh, they can find us. Uh, but uh, yeah, go to the website. They've got we've got merchandise on there. And I mean, when I say merchandise, we've got merchandise. Nice uh, t-shirt. I mean, everything from blankets to baby clothes to uh, you know uh, tank tops and t-shirts and hoodies. And, I mean, everything blues man. Uh, you can go on there and order it. And uh, yeah. We're like I said, uh, we've done a lot in uh, in uh, ten months, haven't we? Yeah, I think uh, the last time you were on the show was uh, August the first, and uh, I don't think there was that many cast people on then. Whenever we talked to you last, I think there's like maybe three, and in, yeah. in talks with maybe yeah. some people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we've done a lot. We've done a lot, and we're moving forward at a at a, at a pretty good clip and. We, we, we really appreciate the support because we're still looking for that financial uh, windfall right. so that we can actually shoot it. And, and uh, you know, actually the numbers on our website and the numbers on Facebook and all that stuff actually count nowadays in the boardroom for some reason. So, yeah, please go like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and, and uh, uh, go to our website, order some merchandise, check out all the, 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 the fun stuff that's on the website because there's a lot of information about the actors and there's uh, there's a blog on there that you can read about some of the musicians. And, all right, cool. Awesome. Um, we'll yeah. have to share that on our page. When yeah, we're whenever here. whenever yep. we post tonight, Mike, we'll, we'll put all the links on there for you I'm that excited. way. I like merch, man. Yeah. That's that's what I, I've been like spending most of my money on since COVID because you know a lot of a lot of musicians and actors and stuff like that that yeah. I, I like that they're either doing stuff like this or doing campaigns or they're trying to record their own albums and stuff at home and right. I, I'm excited for all the all the art that's going to come out of the next year. Honestly, from this this lockdown stuff because people are trying to, are starting to get creative and just all kinds of stuff, and they have the time to sit down and probably like you did too, and just like work stuff out and really really come up with some good good stuff. Probably, I'm I'm excited. Oh yeah, future, you know, you and know. the fact and the cool thing for us, I think, is and the important thing we got to keep in mind is that. Uh, is that there's a there's a big empty void that's being left in Hollywood, right. and, and 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 the timing is everything. But if we get the timing right, we're going to be right in the middle of that, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and we'll be able to 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 provide some entertainment that you know uh, it's fresh and new and exciting and fun. So. Um, I, was, I appreciate you guys so much for having me on too. No, that, no problem, really, man. No problem. Yeah. Even. 
if if you want to come on again and push it again, I'm I'm more than happy to have you on. I think you're you can be our first time three time member. <laughs> so well, well, yeah, we'll see if we get a little further along. Hey, you know, who knows? Maybe we can maybe we can pull something together while if we get to film. You know, but yeah. why I say that? I'm going to be optimistic and say when we get to film, right? Uh, uh, when we are filming, maybe we can pull something together uh, uh, on on off day or something where I can come on and we can and maybe I can bring on a couple of surprises. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of what I've been like. So, uh, you know, it would be really cool if, like, you know, this would happen. Yeah. Just, just for my just well, for my own personal pleasure, because I want to nerd out to these people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. well, you know, I, I, you know, you know, already, you know, I already told, uh, you know, what I, I, the offer still stands because you guys have been so good to us. You know, the offer stands. You guys are welcome to come visit the set. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah, that's we're, gonna happen. It's just a matter yeah, of yeah. when. Yeah, I was just gonna tell you, Mike, that we're, you know, we're gonna probably get tested before we go. Oh, that yeah. way, oh, yeah. that way, you know, the crew will know that you know we're safe and stuff like that. So we're gonna, we're gonna go through yeah. all the all the hoops just to. Just to you know, be a part of just just to be a part of this. Would you right. know? It's it's exciting. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, cool. we've had all, uh, several conversations about yeah, we have about this already. Yeah. I'm excited for you. So well, thank you very much. We appreciate it very much. Mike, tell tell Ducey I said hi. I will tell her I said that you said hello, and uh, and we will we'll definitely be in touch with you guys soon and. And uh, thanks for all the support that you've given the Blues Band and me, over, and especially me over the years, uh, uh, Robert. I know uh, uh, we've known each other for a long time now. Yes. And and uh, uh, you've always uh, you've always been so supportive and kind. So I, I I just want you to know how much I do just personally on a personal level. Uh, appreciate you and uh, uh it's, it's rare that you find people that uh, will will believe in you as as much as you have in me so thank you i i from the bottom of my heart thank you no problem man um i just want to say thank you so much and <laughs> that that means a lot to me uh I, I don't know. I just, I, I just gravitate. I think I always find myself gravitating toward good people, and you're, you're one of the the top people that I always think about all the time. So, well, I appreciate that. I hope that if my career, uh, uh, hopefully, if it blossoms and I get to do bigger films with bigger budgets and bigger actors and all that kind of good stuff, that uh, if my dream of that gets to come true, I hope that I can maintain that good guy image for you. And Absolutely, is yeah. nice. You know, I, I just try to be nice to everybody and try to treat everybody uh, the way I want to be treated, and and uh, and that you know you don't always get that reciprocated, but but I keep you know I just keep doing what I do, and I don't worry about others. Right. All right, man. Well, well thanks again, guys. No problem. It's been fun. Thanks for having us. You know, thanks for having us, man. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah. All right. You guys right. have a great night. You too, man. All right. Bye. I must bid you adieu, and so goodbye, <laughs> and good night, bye.